Hey, welcome to the Coach Bo Knows Podcast here on the Studio Soapbox Network. I'm Coach Bo, Brian O'Connor. We're recorded live, undisclosed location of the O'Connor Advisory Group Studios. Check out all things O'Connor Advisory Group at OAGKS.com. You can interact with the show on Twitter and, fa- and Instagram at Coach Bo Knows Show. Uh, check out our Facebook page. Just search for Coach Bo Knows Show. You can also email us at Show at gmail.com. I am joined today by our co-host, the wonderful... Ellen Wing, it's your token girl. Hey, first off, we got to do it every week. Every time it happens, token girl got the win this week. She you won know, again. Um, congratulations to me and thank you to Henri for failing to update his lineup. You know what? And, and sometimes you just got to get a little bit lucky. And so, yes, uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, the Coach Bono's podcast, we have our Fantasy Football League, Token Girl here has been in last place all season and has broken through with a two-game win streak, giving her a three-and-eight record. You're going to be out the cellar soon, I'm telling you. I knew it was coming. I I I don't know. I think Jeff is going to give me a really hard time with this week's game. Um, There's so many buys right now, and... I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I'll get lucky again, or at least I'll keep it close. That's my, yeah. that's my hope. Well, we got, we got, let's see what, four weeks left. And so before we get into our playoffs and we have a strict 14 playoff, it's not a, not a, you know, two teams in the bye, and we don't do anything week 18, uh, the last week of the season. There's no week 18 stuff for us here on the coach bonos podcast. It's just, you gotta be good to be in the top four right <laughs> now. Your boy is back. I'm in second now. Tied for the best record in the league, slightly behind our boy Hayward in points, but I'm going to get him later in a couple of weeks, and I'm just going to beat him head to head and take over. There you go. So I'm happy for you. Congratulations. Thank and you. Here's how I knew you were going to come back. You're better than three other teams in scoring, and you're right with two others. I. I'm getting points on the board. Yeah. I think I've lost three games by less or a point. Um, so it's it's been kind of ridiculous. Yeah. So, so uh, hey, I, I didn't get to watch as much this past weekend. Uh, me and Peyton, my kiddo, were in Chicago this past weekend. Yeah, tell me about the memorabilia. We went to the we went to the Chicago Sports Spectacular and to the Sports Memorabilia Show and had a great time. Father Son weekend. Uh, yeah. We got to go Friday night, Saturday, a little bit Sunday morning, and then we left midday. Um, the the kiddo was so happy he get to, he got to meet Iron Mike Tyson. Ooh, and got him a piece that he got signed by Mike. Mike hooked him up really good. They, uh, I guess Peyton just froze up when he met Mike. He did a picture <laughs> with him, and then he did a the autograph. But he had a great time, and then we met Peyton Manning on Saturday. And how was and the namesake? Peyton Manning could not have been nicer. He could have not been more gracious. He could not have been kinder to everybody there. Uh, but we got to talk to him. We were one of the last folks to go through. We did that on purpose. And uh, we were able to talk to him for a couple of minutes and he couldn't have been nicer. I, I was so happy that I named my kid after that guy. So it was, it was pretty cool. We got to meet, uh, see, the big ones for me were Peyton Manning and Mike Tyson, obviously. Uh, Don mm-hmm. Mattingly, who was somebody who was a kid I was a big fan of. Yeah. And we got to meet Don Mattingly. Uh, your guy, Joe Madden, the Cubs manager for the 2016 World Series team. Got to meet him Sunday. He was fantastic. And I will say, a very handsome man. He is a good looking dude. He is a, I told, I told my wife when we got home, I was like, listen, 
I know you're in the older guys. I was like, that's your guy right there. If you, if I remember Vaughn, you tell, he is a good looking man. Um, Joe Montana, we met Joe Montana on Saturday as well. Okay. And Joe Montana's getting old. He is old. He's he is not old. getting old. He, he, you know, is. he didn't look as good as he does in his commercials, but he, he was, he was really kind to everybody we met was really great. We had a great time. And so didn't come back with a whole lot of, uh, there was no big purchases made. Well, the holidays are coming up. Yep. So. so that was, that was a surprise to the wife. She was like, you didn't come home with any major purchases. No, no, no major purchases made. So the collection, we did add a couple of, you know, Peyton Manning signed items and a Joe Montana signed item. Uh, the kiddo got a big Mike Tyson piece that he now is, is anxious to move out into an apartment just so he can display his Mike Tyson piece in the living room. I bet. It is pretty cool. So he is excited. And it was a good time. It was one of those, you know, sometimes you want, you know, that's been my hobby for so many years now. And I really wanted him to kind of get involved. So he has a father-son time with it. And it was really cool that he got into it. So that was kind of cool. So, yeah. That's awesome. We did get to hear something really cool leaving. So we're leaving, we're driving back. And we we drove to Chicago from, you know, here in Lawrence. And Mm -hmm. eight-hour drive. We're driving back. And it was right as the Bears game was ending. We left Chicago. So we're listening to different radio and we put it on and we listen to the Bears post game. They don't like Matt Nagy. Oh, no. I mean, I was seeing stuff coming out even yeah. within the last 30 minutes that McClaskey, the family that owns yeah. the Bears, their GM went into the locker room and was like, Nagy is not getting fired tomorrow. No. He, he, the report is that he's being fired on Thursday after the game. Right. After and, the, the Chicago-Detroit game. Yeah. And, and the, the reporter that broke the story did not get it confirmed. He just got it from one source. But I think that source is Matt Nagy. I think Matt Nagy already knows. I think he's already been told. I think he was told, hey, we're going to go ahead and pay you. We need you to take care of this last game for us. Because you can't go with a new staff or even a new head coach for a game four days later. No. You know, no. so I think that, yeah, it, that, you know what, if you're, a, if you're a football fan, it's going to be worth watching that game because this is the week the Lions are going to get the W. I don't know, man. I'm I, picking the Lions. I'm picking the Lions to win this week. I, I still got to take my Bears. I understand you come from. I didn't get it. But I would not be surprised if some nonsense happens and Detroit doesn't win. And they tie again. <laughs> I I wonder what the odds would be of another tie. Oh, I, I, I really know. I really like Dan Campbell. And I just think he's a he's just he got that he's got a strong will. He's like you just know that he, you can see it if you if you're watching that team play, you can see that well, they just don't have a lot of bullets in the gun, mm-hmm. but they really have something going. And is Justin Fields playing tomorrow or is he out? I, I do not know. I do not know. Okay, because so, I know that he left Sunday's game injured. Yeah. So now, when people hear this, it will be the day after. We are Correct. recording this the day before Thanksgiving. It'll come out the day after. So by the time you hear this, he will most likely Matt Nagy will have lost the game to the Lions, <laughs> and he's already been fired. So yeah, happy Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, everyone! Happy Thanksgiving, everyone! I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, hi, do you have any plans for Thanksgiving first off? Anything big, anything major going on? Um, so I was, my brother lives in Boulder with his family and we were supposed to go up there and, uh, 
Then he texted me the other day and said, hey, I won tickets to the Rapids playoff game at work. And I said, oh, um, we live about 10 minutes away from the park. So why don't I host, even though I don't have any furniture? So they're going to come up around 10 o'clock tomorrow. And my brother's going to do a roast on my charcoal grill. I baked bread today. I'm going to do a couple of pies and we get to go see the Rapids play the Portland Sounders at 2.30 tomorrow. So that should be fun. How about you guys? We are hosting. We've got all the wife's family coming in from here in Kansas and then my brother and his kids and his wife. Mm -hmm. And so it'll be fun. We've never had my brother, his wife and their kids over for Thanksgiving. You know, for years we used to go to my in-laws. Now they're they're all coming to us. So we're going to have around 25 at our house. Well, you make sure you tell Barry hi for me. I'll do that. And, and the big thing is, and hopefully by the time everybody hears this, I'm still alive uh, <laughs> or haven't murdered anybody, is that we have to have everybody out of the house for the Saints game starts. You can throw up a bat signal. Yep, we'll just let everybody know. If you, if you are there in the house while the Saints game is going on, go upstairs, go to the living room. The basement is reserved for me watching the Saints game. If you can come down and watch the game, but it will be silence unless there's a commercial. You might want to post some signs up just so yeah. people know. I want to talk about something since we're on the Saints for a minute. Okay. Talk about this for a moment. This week, on Monday, the New Orleans Saints gave Taysom Hill a four-year contract extension. Now, they gave him a deal. It's very unique. Um, I haven't seen it updated on over the cap yet, so I'm not fully, really, fully mad. But I understand it's $22 million guaranteed, and he gets paid differently if he becomes the starting quarterback of the New Orleans Saints. Okay. Now, for people who know me, I'm a huge Saints fan. He is the one guy that I do not want as the starting quarterback of the New Orleans Saints. But Sean Payton seems bound and determined to make Taysom Hill, who is 32 years old and didn't play quarterback this year, you know, odd a few plays in the red zone. Right. Lost to Jameis Winston in the preseason as far as getting the starting job and has never been a starting quarterback since he was in college. He's bound and determined, Sean Payton is, to make this man a starting quarterback in the NFL. Ellen, I may have to go into some free agency with my fan. Oh. I have been a Saints fan as long as I can remember. Archie Manning was my hero. I named my son after his son. Uh, this is this is this is the last straw. Wow. I am if, if Taysom Hill becomes the starting quarterback of the New Orleans Saints, I will become a free agent as a fan. Open to open to free agency. All 31 other teams can bid for my fandom. But what if it's temporary? Like what's no. gonna happen that Not he just temporary. gets that he gets to be a highly paid clipboard holder. It's so the way they structured his contract this summer, where he got an extension at that time that was all voidable because then they were trying to get some salary cap room. I haven't seen what this new extension will do, but the, the Saints are in such a bad salary cap situation. They have, they are 56 million over next year's cap. So okay. They're worse than the league. They're 32nd. 
They can't extend anybody right now. And they just gave Taysom Hill a contract extension, which means they're not going to go draft a quarterback. It means they're not going to try to sign anybody. That mean that Jameis Winston's already going to be a free agent at the end of the season. So, and, and they obviously don't like Trevor Simeon. So, which I mean, I don't like Trevor Simeon either. But right, it just makes me wonder what other contracts they're intending on shedding. If but so, I looked at there's not enough for them to shed without too much dead cap money. They're going to have to find a way to either trade Michael Thomas. Uh huh. Um, maybe even trade Kamar. I mean, that's the kind of things they're going to have to do to make this work at all. Um, if Taysom Hill is going to be a tight end, he's going to be vastly overpaid. Uh, this is a terrible, terrible contract extension. It's short-sighted. And this is all to make Sean Payton happy. Right. And I, I was, have a, what, how is it making him happy? If... Because that's his guy. Because that's his guy. That's the guy he wants. Nobody else in the league is saying, hey, Taysom Hill can be our quarterback. Nobody. Sean Payton thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. Mm-hmm. He thinks he's smarter than anybody else. And let me ask the question this way. Has any coach in the history of the NFL gotten more out of one Super Bowl win than Sean Payton. Fair. It has been 11 years since Drew Brees, that team, beat the Colts in the, in the Super Bowl. And Sean Payton absolutely was a genius in that game. He, he outcoached that game. They pulled the ambush play, and they kicked on this onside kick in the beginning of the second half. They had a great season. He's a really good coach. But now he thinks he is... He thinks he's Luke Skywalker. He thinks he knows everything that he is just undisputedly the genius. And he's making a huge mistake, which is really just fucking obvious to the rest of us that are paying attention. Yeah, it almost makes you wonder. I don't know. There's got to be some sort of end game that he can see. I, I think it's simple. I don't know what his contract status is. Um, I think it's something where people are, you know, someone's maybe maybe his agent saying, "Hey, you need to make Sean happy and do something here so he'll stay." Because there are teams that would hire Sean Payton. Sure, there are lots of teams. I mean, your Chicago Bears would hire him in a second. Totally. Yeah, I mean, there's a dozen NFL um, jobs that are going to come open, and he would be a candidate for any of them if he wanted. I guess we'll find out soon enough. Yeah. So. I hope I'm wrong. Hope I'm wrong. But if I find out that Taysom Hill becomes the starting quarterback of the New Orleans Saints, I may very well have to go into free agency fandom. Well, I will be enthralled to see that process. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to count anybody out at this point, except for the Falcons. No, the Falcons would be worse. I I can't go all the way to the dark side. No. I won't go all the way to the dark side. I mean, I'm already kind of dark side for life. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So, speaking of dark side for life, all right. Um, hey, there's, there's, how about that for transition? Yeah. Missouri coach Eli Dracovich. Have you seen this yet? You have, I have not. All right. So, tell me the story behind it. All right. This. So, Eli Dracovich, Missouri football coach. Um, let's go back a year 
Now, Missouri beat Florida this past week. As we all know by now, Dan Mullen has been fired by Florida. They got fired on Friday, on Monday. Okay. Um, one year ago, Florida beat Missouri on Halloween. Okay. And at that press conference, Dan Mullen dressed as Darth Vader. Like mask and all? Mask and all, the cape. He had the, yeah, it was all there. Okay. Eli Drakovich after the game, after Missouri beat Florida this past Saturday. Mm-hmm. He uh, went to the press conference. He's in his hoodie, and he's answering questions. And at the end of his press conference, pulls his hoodie over his head, pulls out a lightsaber, and says, may the force be with you as he walks away. That's full Sith mode. That's not Jedi. That's Sith. I love it. I'm here for this. No, good for him, man. He pulls this on Mullen, and Mullen gets Fired less than 48 hours later. I mean, that is just some, you know, checkmate. Here we go. You've lost. Yeah, no. That, oh, man. So, that is lovely, even with it being Missouri. Yeah. It's lovely. I know that you're a KU fan and you have to have that hatred of Mizzou. I respect that. But game's got to recognize game on that. No, man. Yeah. So... I just, I had to go there. I thought it was so good. I saw that was like, that's pretty awesome. It's, it's beautiful. And hat tip to him for doing yeah, it. Absolutely. Yeah. So our, our hoodies are over our heads for you this week, coach. So congratulations. <laughs> uh, have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Um, college football rankings came out. The new, yeah. uh, we got a new top four. So Ohio State got bumped number two. Yeah, we'll see if that lasts after yeah. this weekend's game, right? Yeah, they played Michigan. Um, so we got Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama, Cincinnati. Cincinnati is finally in the top four. Michigan is five, Notre Dame is six, Oklahoma State, Baylor, Old Miss, Oklahoma at 10. I'm going to say this again. Go for it. As I said it, the first week the poll came out for the BCS. How is the BCS going to fuck Cincinnati? Well, it's the college football playoff now. It is not the, the yeah. But yeah. It, it, I get, I get, yeah. So here's what I think happens. We, the, the playoff really in earnest starts next week mm-hmm. because we have the Georgia Alabama SEC championship game, which could be an elimination game. If Georgia beats Bama, Bama's out. Mm-hmm. There's no two loss team getting in. Right. Nobody with two losses is getting in. Um, but if Bama beats Georgia, they're both in. Okay. I'm not going to drop Georgia out by losing to Bama. Fair. Yeah. And Bama will have just be on a, a rocket ship of a streak if they beat Georgia. Um, Ohio State plays Michigan this week. So one of those two will be eliminated. Both have one loss. I think it's Michigan that's out. I think Ohio State's going to just put a thumping on them. Um, I have said, if you listen to the Jones report, I have said for about a month and a half straight that they have overvalued Michigan and Michigan State. And I just think that they're both not very good. I think that whole conference outside of Ohio State's not good. Yeah. And um, I think that Ohio State's going to put the kind of thumping on Michigan. They just did the Michigan State. That game did not surprise me at all. Maybe Harbaugh will pull the magic that has been tried to – They've tried to sprinkle on him yeah. by leaving Michigan up as high as they have been. Yeah. So the team that I think there's two teams that could do what you think 
mm-hmm. of leaping Cincinnati to get in. Notre Dame is one of them. Now, it's hard to put Notre Dame ahead of Cincinnati. Cincinnati beat Notre Dame. Right. Dead. But Oklahoma State's sitting there. Oklahoma and Bedlam's State plays this weekend. Oklahoma. Yep. You're a four-point favorite in that game. Oklahoma State is? Yes. Makes sense. If Oklahoma State were to win, they then would play Baylor in the Big 12 championship game, which means they would have two top 10 wins in the last two weeks would think that Oklahoma State becomes the fourth team. That would be interesting. So I think Oklahoma State can play their way in. If you're Notre Dame, you're rooting for someone to beat Cincinnati. Cincinnati sure. will play, I think it's Houston in the in the American Conference title game. I think that's okay. right. I think it was going to be SMU, but I don't think it's right now. I have to look. So and I'm not going to go through the time and doing that right now. So we'll know a little more next week, but I think the first game is that first conference championship game. Um, I did watch part of the Oregon-Utah game, and Oregon just got spiked in that game. <laughs> I walked in the hotel, and I was like, oh, my God. I mean, it looked like they were, for a minute, it looked like they were going to right the ship. I was like, okay, they got through the first quarter, all the emotions of that game, because Oregon needed that game. Yeah. And Utah just kept bringing it and kept bringing it and kept bringing it. And Oregon had nothing for them. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting here next couple of weeks. But finally, Cincinnati finally breaks into the top four. I'm just concerned like you are. Someone's going to sneak over. What I'd love to see is Ohio State, Cincinnati is two and three. And that be your first round game. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Uh, so, and then, you know, Georgia will play whoever's left because I think Georgia's going to beat Bama. So, all huh. right. I do. I think Georgia's better. I think right now, if I had to pick, I think Georgia's going to, I think they're going to clean sweep this stuff. Well, you've probably watched much more college football than I have this year. So, yeah. yeah I mean, right now, if I had to say who are the best three teams, mm-hmm. I think it's Georgia, Bama, Ohio State. You can argue who's playing better between Bama and Ohio State. Mm-hmm. I just think that when you look at Ohio State, I won't give too much credence to the ass whooping they put on Michigan State because I think Michigan State's bad. Right. Like I really, we did, a, you know, the Studio Soapbox Network here, we do a top 25. I rank Michigan State 25th. Oh. Yeah. I put them all the way down to 25 for that loss. Because, I mean, they lost to Purdue. They weren't very good in that game. You know, that kind of thing. It's just one of those, they, they played well against, against middling talent. Mm-hmm. Mel Tucker's done a good job this season there, but once they played Ohio State, they weren't in that class. And uh, I would just like to send Thanksgiving wishes to Mel Tucker and that kick-ass contract that he was able to lock down. Yeah. You know what that was all about, right? Please don't go to LSU. I'm here for it. Yeah. He got an extension. Uh, James Franklin got an extension. Did you see James Franklin's 10-year extension at Penn State? Folks getting their money. I'm here Man, for it. People are leveraging that LSU and USC job, and Florida is now in there. Yeah, we've got we've got uh, there are eight job openings, eight major of the of the of the you know the the top five uh, conferences, eight openings currently. LSU, USC, Florida, Washington, Virginia Tech, TCU, Washington State. I'm sorry, seven. And uh, who? Let me ask you this question. You're an outsider. Mm-hmm. You, well, you're not kind of an outsider. You're a USC girl. USC or LSU, what's a better job? 
I still think USC is probably a better job. I tend to agree, even though I'm an LSU guy. I just think it's LA, you know, especially in the in in the NIL. You know, name image. From a recruiting standpoint, USC yeah. is gonna have it hands you, down. You're gonna be able to get who you want. NIL rules now, or you can go make some money on your name. You're gonna be at LA versus Louisiana. I think it's a big deal. I think both jobs are both better than the Florida job. You know, I think Florida's gonna really I think Florida's gonna have a tough time getting a really top-notch coach. It depends because you could get someone who's in a quote unquote mid-major or lower tier power five conference yeah. school who wants to get into the SEC. Yeah. And it's a good entry point. Well, I think that I think the two names that they're going to look at are going to be Bill O'Brien, Alabama's uh, mm-hmm. offensive coordinator, uh, who will want a head coach job somewhere. I think he's going to be all his all of Saban's coordinators going to be going somewhere. Yeah. Um I think that Lane Kiffin will get a look at that job. I think Lane Kiffin's someone that people at LSU really want too. Um, and then I think Luke Fickle at Cincinnati is going to land one of those three jobs if he wants it. Interesting. So, yeah, I think that's where those are at. Hey, did you uh, watch any of the Chiefs-Cowboys game? You know what? I watched the entire game. Yeah. What did you think? It was fun. Are the Chiefs back? So you and I spoke a few weeks ago and you said that there was this three, four game run stretch that they had to win three out of the four. I believe we are now at three out of the four. They've won three out of, they have won three of them. And there seems to be a lot more relaxation mm-hmm. on the offensive side Kelsey is getting targeted a lot, which the one loss in that stretch, he only had like one or two throws to him. Um, the defense, you know, Chris Jones is on fire defensively. They're running all over the place and smothering everyone. I'm curious if there is some way to quantify that first part of the season kind of lull if it was expectation burden if it was just boredom or they didn't feel that the competition was matching up so they played down and that kind of shot in the foot or what it was but I presume that Casey will stay at this level okay um you know we said that they had that it was like a five game four five game stretch there and in the big part was they had the Packers at last week's game in the Cowboys. And they yep. managed to pull wins. And the Raiders. Packers, the Raiders in the middle, yep. Mm-hmm. And they managed to beat the Packers without Aaron Rodgers. Yep. In a really low scoring, really just shitty offensive game by both teams. Yep. They fought the Raiders, who are in just absolute disarray now. Yes. And then the Cowboys came into Kansas City, decided that they were going to do the one thing they have not done in every game they've won, and that was not run the football. Which you hounded on last week. You said, I said it. if you run the football, you win the game. And I, if, if the Cowboys are going out there and run the ball 30 times, they've won that football game? Yeah. No, I don't think no. they would have. The defense they was. Would. If they run the ball 30 times. So I was, I didn't get to see much of it. We were listening on the radio. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the kid, I have to pull up stats at halftime. And I said, tell me how many times they've thrown the ball, how many times they run the ball. And it was 21 passes versus 10 rushes. And I said, this game is over. 
right now. Game's over. Game's over. Turn out the lights. Everybody can go home. This game is over. Mm-hmm. Chiefs are going to win the game. The Cowboys are incapable of winning the game where they do not run the ball as many times as they throw it. And if they think Dak Prescott's, and I, and I think Dak Prescott's a hell of a player. Yes. But they're not capable of offensively, the Cowboys aren't, of Dak Prescott carrying the offensive load. Their offense is not built that way. And as good as their defense has been this season, and they played well this week, the Chiefs didn't play great offensively. But the Chiefs went back to running the football. Patrick Mahomes hasn't played well in the last month. I would argue that the last couple of games, the Raiders game been much more consistent. He played well in the Raider game. He didn't play well this past week. He didn't play Mahomes style. He wasn't Mahomes. And you can tell at the first possession they get in the red zone, they run the trick play at the with Kelsey. Right. When they're doing the cute stuff, that means they're still not confident in who they are. But so to your point, then. Um, so that's given, why I'm saying they're not back yet. Given that Zeke, he got banged up during that game. Yeah. But it's their run game is not just Ezekiel Elliott. But it's most of it Pollard. is. It's, they, they have a really nice little two-headed monster that I think Pollard's done a really nice job being in there on third down. They give him, they, they spell Elliott with him quite a bit. Mm-hmm. They they ride the hot hand when he's hot too. So sure. I don't think it's just that. And I think the Chiefs are really good. They're going to probably win the division now. And they'll have a chance at home field advantage. I don't think they're going to get it, but I think they'll have a chance at it. Um, but got to get away from these trick plays. They've got to run the football. And when they do run the football, they did it this week. They, they the second half, they ran the football. They didn't have to worry about Mahomes being Mahomes. Oh, yeah, no, Tyreek was excellent. Yeah. Run the ball. I mean, I just so I, I'm I don't have in my pot my top five yet. Okay. My five, I got the Cardinals one. Still have the Titans two. I'm worried about the Titans a little bit, even though they lost to the Texans. They're still mm-hmm. one. Seven out of eight. You know, I like them. I still like the Rams. I'm holding on to the Rams for a couple more weeks. They got to get right. I think they'll get right this week. Okay. Um, I have the Ravens four to Bucks five. Then I have the five next. I have the Chiefs the top the top of that. Chiefs, mm-hmm. Patriots, Bills, Chargers, Bengals. How about the New England Patriots who are now in first place? Okay. I still, I roll my eyes at the Patriots. Belichick is what he is. Bless him if he's the guru that everyone thinks he is. I couldn't say what New England's strength of schedule is. So I don't know what impact that has. They, on the they are playing a second or third place schedule. The NFL does that. So you play your divisional equals from the other divisions in your conference based on position of the previous year. Right. But for the instance, the Chiefs have to play all the division winners. Right. Patriots play all the second or third, wherever they finished last. They go second or third. So and so there, there's some offset relative yeah. to having sure. maybe a bit of an easier schedule. Yeah. And then it'll just come down to the playoffs, assuming that they continue their run and they do what they do. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. I think that um, I do think that um, it, it's one of those things right now where we're going to see. I was talking to Tyler Jones about this in the Jones report this week, and he thinks that they're going to see this kind of the haves and the have-nots are going to separate. Mm-hmm. I think 
Um, it's going to be the opposite. I think we're going to see more teams like what the Texans did last week beating the Titans. Mm-hmm. We're going to see the team once in a while to snip somebody. And we're going to see a little more of that here and there. I think we're going to see more teams between seven and 10 wins than not between seven and 10 wins. Well, I think it's really interesting too, with the chiefs having their bye week this week, and then they flexed um, their game against the Broncos next week into the Sunday night football game. Yeah. The teams that are off this week, this is like the perfect time for a bye. Yeah, this week from oh, an yeah, injury absolutely. and health Thanksgiving week. This is you could not have asked for a better uh, week off than Thanksgiving week. No short week, right? You know, no, um, no short week. No worry about you know, do I have family coming in? Everything else? How are we going to do that with the game and everything that happens with that? Yeah, no, I think that it's a great week to have the buy. I think it's going to work to the Chiefs' advantage as well. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's a great a great comment. I think it's a great way of looking at it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so uh, that's where we're kind of at with the NFL. So um, last kind of subject I have here, we're going to have a little fun with this. Did you see LeBron James get, almost get in a fight? <laughs> I, I saw him elbow someone. I saw someone bloody. I saw some yeah. suspensions. <laughs> yeah. So Isaiah Stewart gets, in, gets an elbow from LeBron, bust, he gets busted open. He goes after LeBron. Mm-hmm. Uh, then later on, the best parts, I saw this after the fact, uh, the camera follows Isaiah Stewart into the tunnel. He runs, sprints into the tunnel. Okay. As he sprints into the tunnel, the camera pulls back because where they were at, I don't know if it was Staples or what I'm trying to remember now. It, it's got where they, you can go out the other side to go to the other team's bench. Oh, okay. And it looked like Stewart was going to run up on the Lakers bench. This dude was mad. This, I mean, think about it. You get hit in the nose yeah. or in the face by LeBron. Who's, I mean, LeBron is a large human being. Yes, he is. He is a, a large – I mean, people don't realize him because you look at basketballers, taller basketball players, but LeBron is a six-foot-seven, six-foot-eight behemoth of a man. And he's Pure muscle. A, he, pure muscle, one of the best athletes in the entire world. You couldn't if you built an athlete, it would be LeBron James. Yes. And you turn around and you look and you got blood all over. I mean, look, you're gonna snap. And I did some looking on Isaiah's story. I didn't know much about him. He played basketball at Washington. Uh, he grew up in Rochester, New York. I looked okay. at his wiki page. The first thing it says, grew up in Rochester, New York, played soccer, and was a boxer as a kid. So he can flop and he can punch. Man, this kid can punch. He likes to fight. He grew up in Rochester. It's not like growing up in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, he, he was upset. And uh, uh, that it's, uh, it's interesting. I, I, just, I don't know that uh, LeBron wanted a piece of that. But what it made me really think of is this. We've had two incidents this year. We had this. We had... Um, Jokic and the Morris twin, Marcus yep. Morris, a few weeks ago, they both got it. They got a little shove. And, and I remember as a kid, you're old enough to remember this. Remember what NBA players used to fight? Yeah. You know, Malice in the Palace. Malice in the Palace was... stopped it for everybody. Yeah. We need a fight. We need to see, because some of these guys think they can go. Now they can all go more than I can. I mean, let's just keep it real. 
But Fair enough. And these guys were all world-class athletes. Yes. But we need to know who the real tough guys are. Okay. So Ellen, I'm going to have some fun with this. Okay. Uh, I was inspired. I was listening to Belmonte Jones from ESPN's podcast, and he brought it up, and he said something about what we need is, you know, LeBron and, and, and Draymond Green and a few of the other guys, we need to see some of these celebrity boxing matches. Oh, okay. So, like, the claymation stuff? No, 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 no. I mean, like, you know how Jose Canseco fights people every couple, every oh, couple yeah, of years yeah. for a paycheck? The Luke Paul nonsense. We need to see something like this. Well, I'm not going there. I've instead decided, because we all know what I'm into, I'm into wrestling. I've decided we're going to have the NBA Royal Rumble. So for those of you who don't know, the WWE every year has what's called the Royal Rumble. 30 guys, one at a time, go into the ring. The last guy in the ring, like a battle royal, wins and gets to be in the main event at WrestleMania. Okay. So here's what I've decided. I picked 20 players. Okay. All right. And I'm going to let you choose at the end who you think will win. I have my opinion already. And I'm going to kind of talk about each of these players. We're going to have some fun with this. Okay. So first guy is LeBron. Okay. LeBron's the mega athlete. He's, this is LeBron James is the John Cena, the rock, whatever you want to call him of wrestling. Sure. I mean, LeBron's the best athlete there is. He may be one of the best athletes in the entire world. Yep. So we got to see that. You know, everyone's going to attack this guy and need him out of the way. We don't know how tough a guy he really is. Okay. He's never really been in a fight. You think LeBron James has actually been in a fight in his life? As a kid, probably. I'll bet you he's never had a single fight in his entire life. Mm, I would think in high school he has. All right. So uh, when you got LeBron, also on the Lakers, we got Carmelo Anthony now. Okay. You know how every wrestling every wrestler there's always the one they call him the chicken shit heel the guy who talks a real good game but when the fighting starts he's oh hold me back hold me back and he's actually backing up while someone else is you know making it look like someone's holding him back mm-hmm. if you recall that happened to Carmelo a few years ago he was you know these guys will hold, hold me back hold me back but he was backing up Carmelo is the chicken shit heel so he's going to be in here talking shit and but not going to want to get into the actual fight. So I don't see him lasting long in our Royal Rumble, but we're going to put Carmelo in there. Okay. Isaiah Stewart, we're going to bring him in because he wanted to take on the Lakers bench. And sure. you've got to respect anybody that'll go after an entire team. So we're going to bring him in. Also, he's got a boxing pedigree. Okay. We're going to put him in here. And I think he can go pretty far. Okay. We got... Uh, a uh, couple of guys I want to bring in here. So now we talked about, you know, the boxing wise, we want to see like, you know, one of the guys that LeBron does not like is Draymond Green. That's because he nut taps everyone. He does. And he's had that little thing where he tries to, when he shoots, he used to try to kick somebody when they were in the, when he was in the air. So we're going to bring Draymond Green in here. We're going to see how a real tough guy Draymond Green is. Okay. And uh, you know, if you ever have seen a Royal Rumble, you'll know that there's times when the buzzer goes off and the person comes to the ring and usually there's one or two guys in there, and it's like this guy's this guy's rival, so he's going to go in there, and it's going to be on. You're going to have the part where LeBron's the only guy in the ring, and then out comes Draymond. Sure. And then LeBron is going to beat the hell out of Draymond throwing that thing. So there we got that one. Uh, Kawhi Leonard was someone I wanted to put in. That man has that? massive, massive-sized hands. Okay. The big guy. All these NBA guys are big guys. So don't get me wrong there, but 
I, I'm going to bring Kawhi in here to do that big show spot where he backs the guy up to the rope. He takes his hand and just smacks the shit out of him on the chest. I'm going to bring in Kawhi Leonard to do that part. Okay. Yeah, I don't think he's going to win, but I got Kawhi. We got to have some teams. You know, we got to well, we have tag teams. Got to have them. Got to get the Usos. We got these kind of teams, you know, in, in the WWE. So I've got the team from the Miami Heat of Udonis Haslam and Jimmy Butler. Okay. These are two tough guys. Well. At least they think they are. Pretend tough guys. Yeah, they at least think they are. So we want to get them in the mix and see what happens. So I got both those guys in here. Um, I've got then four guys who are just, these are the athletes. These are guys who are all just tremendous athletes, but I think want no part of any sort of physical activity. I can base this by how they play their games during the, during the game. So before you move to those, With the tag teams, are we also throwing in the Morris twins? We are going to go to the Morris. We'll go ahead and bring them in now. So, yes, okay. the Morris twins are in. You cannot have this without the Morris twins. Yeah, the Morris twins are like the heel tag team, the bad guys, who they think they're the toughest two guys. They think it's going to come out of the two of them. For sure. They, they, they think if you put these 20 guys in there, the last two are the Morris twins. Personally, I don't think so, but you know they're they're the two bullets. So yeah, the Morris twins are in both Marcus and Marquis. Now you in wrestling they have factions they call them. You have more than two more than two people together. Okay. You know Marquis Morris plays for the Heat, so he can also get with Haslam and Butler, and they can have a little four way group there. All right. Help each other out, but in the end the twins are going to turn on everybody. But then we got four guys. These four guys, I'm basing this totally off of how they play the game. They're just they're scared of contact. They are none of them are tough guys, and all of them athletically should be. Okay. Kevin Durant, Ben Simmons, mm-hmm. Anthony Davis, and Dwight Howard. Okay. All four, these guys should all be monsters. And they're all for easy eliminations in this thing. But again, just freak athletes, all four of them. But we, it just is going to go to show that they're not exactly tough guys. So that was kind of my thinking there. Uh, this one's interesting. You have to have one carnival sideshow person in every Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boban. So how, you got to help me with the last name. It's it's Mardonovich. Mardonovich. See, that's why you're my NBA person. So, so Boban is a monster. He's like, how, how, how big is that dude? Seven foot or seven one. He's, yeah, he's over seven and he's a massive, massive man. So Boban's in. And I think he's someone that could go far, but it's also kind of a comedy. You know, you got to have a little light up. You know, yeah, a little Andre the Giant kind of thing going on. Yeah, he, he's more like the Giant Gonzalez, if you know what that is. Mm-hmm. Guy that fought, the, he used to wear the old body suit. Yeah, Andre the Giant was actually a good wrestler, but mm. yeah, Gonzalez was not. Andre the Giant would be kind of like if you had Shaq in one of these. I don't know how Shaq went. No, no. Shaq would actually dominate one of these. I'm convinced. No. He's a freak. Um, his body wouldn't be able to take any of it. Yeah, I don't know. That dude was, he played on a different level. He would fight somebody. I mean, he, he, embarked, would. he and Barkley fought. 
No, I know. I'm just saying yeah. current state, yeah. he's too damn well, old. He's 50 now. Yeah. So, all right. I got a couple other guys in here. Joel Embiid. Yes. This guy's, a. I mean, again, athletic, big. And I think in the right circumstance, he throw. I think he throws him hands in the right circumstance. He's also the sneaky chicken shit one that somehow manages not to show up in games against comparable centers. Ooh, I like I like the way you're going there. I, I, and yes, you criticizing the KU guy. I would have not have bet on that. This one you'll be easy to criticize because this was going to be one that I put in here at the end because I thought, man, this guy's perfect for something that'd be WWE spelled. Mark is smart. Oh, shit. Yeah. No. What can he do? He can flop flop. and he can do back somersaults. Yeah. You know, backflips. Yep. Yeah. That's all he can do. He's the kind of guy, if he was in a wrestling match, he would like wait till the referee turns down, turns around, lay on the ground and then make it like the other guy hit him with a chair or something. Totally. (laughs) Totally. He would fake his way through it for sure. So when I was thinking about this list, I had to call my son. You know, P Money is my, he's actually my NBA expert. He knows more about the NBA than I do. Mm-hmm. And I said, who would be the guy, P? Because I had one I haven't brought out yet. So, but who would be the guy you'd bet on? He said, Dad, check out James Johnson from the Nets. This dude is a black belt in karate. He got the high ya. Hmm. And he's had domestic abuse issues. At least one that we know about with an ex-girlfriend. So why is he included? Well, because some he's like against a tough guy. You know, he's he, we know he's got a black belt. Now the domestic abuse thing may not have been he was never convicted of anything, never arrested. There was a, a call at one point. Being an asshole doesn't qualify you. Well, I, I don't disagree, but I think that you know, again, someone big, strong, he got the high yaw on his side too. He's a karate, black belt in karate. Like LeBron James is not a black belt in karate. Also not an asshole, at least not to that level. All right, hmm. last four. Luka Doncic. He won't do shit. You don't like you don't like him. And I picked him because he's no. Slovenian. I don't mess with them Eastern European dudes. And he was a pro basketball player in Europe at 16, which means he got his yeah, I, I, I don't think that matters. Okay, Carry you, on. You're against me on that one. Okay. All right. Your boy. Nikola Jokic. Jokic. Jokic, yep. So coming Jokic. in with his brothers. Now, that, that's the best part of this. Jokic is coming to the ring, right? So he's one of the guys drawing one of his last numbers, and he's got the brothers with him. He will and, have a posse with him, yeah. and, and that Serbian. will just be the elimination. And right they're there. Serbian. You know, they're going to be at ringside the whole time. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they going to pull if you if you're, if you're know your Royal Rumbles. You know, there was a year where Ric Flair won, where Actually, Sid Justice pulled Hulk Hogan out from the outside. That's how Jokic might win. He might have his two brothers pull somebody out. Yes. Yeah, I got two last ones here. Zion. No. See, I like Zion. Zion is athletic, big, strong. As long as he's not hurt. He'll immediately get hurt. That's the thing. (laughs) He go in and tear a quad muscle. Yeah, I, I, I said Zion, and my note was simply, well, because, come on, you got to have Zion in this thing. Here's my pick. Okay. Steven Adams. 
Aquaman. I looked this dude up. I've known a little bit about Steven. First off, this dude is impervious to pain. We've seen this guy get hit a couple times already in the face. He's from New Zealand, which means he's already just shit fucking nuts. <laughs> I ain't never met anybody from New Zealand that wasn't nuts. No, fair. I mean, that's just, that's just I, I'm not trying to cast dispersions. I'm trying to give you credit. I looked up Stephen Adams' heritage and where he came from. I was like, wait a minute. His father is British. His mother is Tongan. Mm-hmm. His father was in the Royal Navy, has 18 kids by five different women. And his father has since passed. He's been gone a while now. Steve Nam's actually his youngest son of, eight, mm. of 18 kids from five women. So you got to have some toughness already. His mother is Tongan. Now, I don't know if you know anything about wrestling, but the universal, like, toughest dude in the history of wrestling mm-hmm. is Haku. Some people know him as Ming. You know, he's Tongan. And I just ain't messing with anybody with Tongan. I just not a, to me, that's an easy win. I'm just gonna roll right over. I'm picking Steven Adams in my Royal Rumble. I ain't messing with nobody from Tongan. You know, this guy's already nuts. He's from there. We've seen him take, I mean, we've seen, this guy's impervious to pain. You might be able to I, hit him for the most part, truck. he is. Um, you might be able to hit him with a pickup truck and it wouldn't make any difference. I got to see him play relatively close up on some good seeds I got with a, a Nuggets OKC game. And yeah, Aquaman. Yeah. He does it. Yeah. So that's my pick. So I thought we had a little fun with that. Do you have a pick? Who would you pick? Oh, I, I'm still taking Jokic. I mean, the I Eastern see, Block is coming in. And you know, I'm telling you, the Serbia, you don't want to mess with those guys we talked about in the past, man. I am not messing with a dude with Serbia. Yeah. And yeah. I think. The first thing we got to have is Jokic and his brothers go straight for the Morris Twins. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it we just be... got to see that. That's like the – you have that part of the match, and then when you have WrestleMania a couple months later, that's the tag team match. Yes. So Jokic and his two brothers against the Twins, they can go get whoever they want. Or it's and a cage can, match or something. Know, let, them, let them have Udonis Haslam and Jimmy Buck. But I, I'm not messing with Serbia. I just, I'm not doing that. I mean, it's a different breed of cat down there over there. And I just, I ain't messing with that. I agreed. So I just wanted to have some fun with that. I thought that'd be kind of cool. You know, I, it was like kind of a lighthearted look at, you know, LeBron. Absolutely. LeBron gets, you know, hits a guy in the face. And I mean, clearly he didn't mean to do that kind of damage to the guy. I think he meant to help him, but I don't think he meant to hurt anybody like that. And I, he was trying to call and since he's talked to the guy and tried to say hey i'm sorry i'm sorry you know but anytime that a player wants to go attack your bench that is not someone to be trifled with no no but if you take a shot to the face you're not going to feel great about anyone else that exactly that's why so i saw the suspensions got handed down lebron got a game and stewart got two man i would tell stewart time served and dismiss. <laughs> I I don't understand the breakdown of those. Yeah. They should have been equivalent. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought you you're gonna give them a game. You can meet your game. You can give, give them each two. I yeah. I don't pretend to understand what the why you would give LeBron one less game. I mean, it's two versus one, or give them both one. I I think it's kind of shifty to do it the way they did it. But yeah. So, do you have anybody else that got of an under? Do you may I'm forgetting here? Or anybody that you think 
Yeah, he'd be, be a good fit. Or anybody from our, our group here that you think, man, they could last and be a surprise. You know what? I always wonder about some of the smaller point guards that are in yeah. the league because I figure a lot of the centers will end up getting tossed yes. just from a leverage perspective. Absolutely. Well, you got to think, like, I was thinking, like, I couldn't have guys like Trey Young and, and, and Steph Curry in this. I just, you know. Yeah, they could. They could leverage. Like, so one of the backup point guards for Denver is Faku Compazzo. And he is just a compact 5'9 point okay. guard, is muscle, but he's just, he's all there. Yeah. And yeah. he would be tossing people. You know the guy that I now that I think about it, the guy who's just ornery enough when he plays that might be good for the smaller guys would be Chris Paul. So he's always yelling at somebody. Yeah, but his knee would go out pretty quickly. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's a good point. But I, he would not be afraid to take a big guy out. Yeah. So yeah, I, we were. I, I admit we were light on the big on the little guys. Yeah. But but it, the guys nowadays aren't like the guys when we were young. You know they're. Like, like Muggsy Bogues and Spud Webb, those guys, you know, Dennis Johnson, I mean, um, Vinnie Johnson, the old, like the microwave from the old Pistons teams, you know, some of those old Lakers and the Celtics and the Pistons from the back in the day who they just had to be gritty. Yeah. I just, I think there would end up being a sneak attack by somebody. Yeah. Somebody's coming full on Mr. Fuji there. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, but I, I, my, I thought it was pretty obvious who the winner has to be. I mean, Steven Adams has to be the winner of the Royal Rumble. For you, yes. But I don't think that uh, Jokic is a bad exa- a bad choice either. I, I think the Jokic brothers would demolish yeah. Steve. And I do think Zion's someone who could come from behind. And no. I think Zion's one of those guys that could, he could do some damage in there. No, no. Yeah, so, yeah. So uh, that's our NBA Royal Rumble. <laughs> Yeah, I thought we'd have some fun. I, I, I enjoyed it. it. So, um, what do we have to look forward to this coming weekend? We got we got Thanksgiving. Well, by the time you hear this, Thanksgiving's over. So, um, will you, what will you have eaten too much of by the time we hear this? Um, probably bread, since I made it fresh, and pie. I'm going to do pumpkin and apple pie from scratch. Nice. Um, and then beer. And maybe some wine. Yeah. And those will be the things that I will have ingested too much of. Yeah. See, I get the in-laws coming. So uh, Jen's making a big thing of tea. I got that Crown Royal Peach. And it'll be all day long. I, I don't know if I make it to the Saints game. I may not make it. Because, I mean, deal with that. And then I got all the kids. I mean, I, I don't do well with kids anymore at my age. Well, Little that's kids. why I'm you fortunate. Guys- Nicholas is the youngest at almost 12. Everyone else is teenagers, so it'll be yeah. good. Yes, yeah, so we can we can get that. All right. Well, El, thank you so much. I appreciate you coming in. We'll have thank some you. fun. I will chat with you next week. We've got um, Luke Slaybaugh coming on Monday from uh, uh, from Raw uh, Raw Tools, our fellow podcaster over here at the uh, Studio Soapbox Network. I've already ended that interview. It's in the can. We'll have that ready for Monday. Awesome, and uh, that'll be great. And uh, I will chat with you next week. Sounds great. Have a great Thanksgiving. Love to everybody. Blah, blah, hey, blah. Exactly. Hey, same here. You take care. Have a great one. I'll chat Sounds with good. you Thanks, Eric. All right. See you next week.
Hey, Coach Bo here at the end. I just wanted to, uh, by the time you guys hear this, it'll be after Thanksgiving. It'll be Friday. We're, I'm recording this on Wednesday night, right before Thanksgiving. And what I want to do um, after, after Ellen was on, I wanted to come on and I wanted to say thank you. I want to say thank you. I have a lot to give thanks for this year. We've come out of COVID or starting to come out of COVID. And there's just so much to be thankful for. Um, you know, the health, my health, my family's health, everything going on there. Um, I also want to thank my, all the listeners. Everybody has been listening to the podcast. Everyone's been giving feedback. I really appreciate it. Uh, I know Ellen appreciates it as well and everything she's been doing and helping me out, becoming the co-host here on The Point Five. And I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you to you, the listeners. Uh, we always use another rating, so don't forget to review us and rate us five stars. Yes, I'm a shill for that, even the owl. Um, but we want to say thank you so much and uh, have a happy, safe holidays. Thanks. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving and uh, be safe. I also want to give thanks to Tyler Jones, everyone at Studio Soapbox, for all you do behind the scenes. Uh, be, tune in on Monday, Monday's Pod, episode 14. Uh, Luke Slaybaugh, who has got his new Raw Tools with Luke Slaybaugh podcast here on the Studio Soapbox Network, is going to join me. Um, pretty interesting guy, young guy. He's just getting started on the pod, and uh, he's a St. Louis guy, an STL guy. So my St. Louis folks represent. I uh, think you guys will enjoy that. So uh, give us a listen on Monday. I hope you enjoyed this one. Uh, always, we'd love your feedback. So if you got a chance, you know, hit us up on Instagram or on Twitter at Coach Bono Show. Search us out on Facebook, the Coach Bono's Podcast, Coach Bono Show. Um, if you've got the moment, we really would appreciate it. Rate us, review us, give us five stars. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast, it's the best present you can give us this holiday is the five-star review. So thank you so much. Until next time, I'm Coach Bo, Brian O'Connor. Have a great Thanksgiving weekend. Be safe, be healthy, and we will see you next week. Take care.